I'm Chris Avina with American Outdoor News, and today we have uh, country music artist and the co-host of uh, Headhunter TV, Nate Hosey. Nate, thanks so much for coming on. Oh, you bet. It's an honor to be here. Thanks for taking the time to have me on. Uh, really looking forward to it. Yeah, it's funny. As we were just talking, uh, I guide right where you live. That's right. As soon as, you, as soon as you told me where you're hunting around, I started looking through my trail cam pics to see if I have any photos of you on my lease. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sneaking yeah, around crazy. this stand. <laughs> yeah, crazy what a small world it is, man. It's, it's good, good part of the country over here to be hunting in. And, uh, you know, surely some very scenic areas to hunt around here in Northeast PA. Yeah, I, you know, I grew up on the New York side. I've always hunted literally 20 minutes, a half hour from where you live. Uh, that's mm-hmm. where I've hunted my whole life. Yeah, yeah, it's beautiful over here. And, and then the same for me. I mean, not over where you're at, but I've spent a lot of my time growing up, going up to New York and hunting as well. Uh, you know, a lot of people often in the business, you get running around, or, oh, yeah, I was turkey hunting in New York. They're like, New York? And I'm like, Everybody often thinks of the city, and they don't have a clue how beautiful a lot of New York State is, upstate New York, and how good, uh, you know, the hunting can be in certain areas up there, for sure. Yeah, New York does offer a little bit of everything. We have the city, we have the beaches, we have the mountains. Yeah, there's no Um, doubt. And I can't wait to get out of here, I'll tell you that. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, it's a good place to go visit and get out. Now... Uh, I did a little, you know, background on you. You started yeah. hunting at five years old. Yeah, so when I was five years old, my dad, um, my mom and dad had got me an Orvis cap gun. They used to make a side-by-side cap gun. And um, my dad, he had owned a printing business. And my grandfather uh, in his town, he was called the Grouse King they, down in Jessup. They had grown up, and they were all uh, big-time bird hunters and whitetail hunters. And, you know, that generation was a huge hunting generation. And uh, so it was it was within my mom's side and my dad didn't really grow up hunting, but he had some business partners and stuff that would get together on the weekends and they'd get bird dogs and go release pheasants and hunt pheasants and grouse and woodcock and really just work the bird dogs. So when I was five years old, uh, my dad and my grandpa started taking me over there and, and let me see the dogs work. And I had my Orvis cap gun. I'd be busting caps at anything that took flight, you know, <laughs> and uh, my, you know, my dad to this day, they'd always say to me, you know, it'd be. 10, 12 inches of snow back then, we used to get some heavy winters. And, you know, I can remember looking forward to Saturday morning, hitting diner, the Jordan's Diner first thing in the morning and then making our way to the woods uh, to work bird dogs. And, um, you know, I was hooked right from the start, you know, at five years old. So I'd walk with them and, and be with them every weekend. As, as I got older, um, my grandpa started taking me for whitetail and, you know, obviously was hooked on that. There's a huge tradition of whitetail hunting here in Pennsylvania. So was hooked on whitetail. holiday. That's exactly that's right. You know, when schools are closed and, and you know everything shuts down for deer season, you know you you're brought up in a state that's got a strong hunting heritage that I'm proud of. But you know, then once I got a little bit older, around uh, you know 12 and 13 years old, when I can start really hunting legally, um, I, I really took a you know I got hooked on turkey hunting and uh, started out in the fall. I, I went with a buddy and I was like, man, that's pretty cool. You know, I, I had taken my first turkey and. But when I, I started going with my neighbors, Bob and Butch, and, and they're, uh, you know, some country certified, you know, hunters and killers, man, they're, they're, they're great woodsmen. <laughs> and once I was introduced to spring turkey hunting and that conversation that was going on, I mean, I was hooked right from the start. I couldn't believe how much I loved that conversation talking to a turkey. So it, it, it had become really an obsession. You know, I loved all things hunting, but really yelping to a turkey had become something, you know, that I, I really was just hooked on. So yeah, from a young age, whether it be, you know, working bird dogs, yelping at a turkey, or chasing whitetails. I mean, I've been hooked. 
Yeah, there's something about turkey hunting that you either get it or you don't. And yeah. if you do get it, it it's in your blood. Yeah, there's no doubt. There's no doubt. I like the idea of being offensive with it. You know, a lot of times with deer hunting, you know, not that you can't make moves and set stands and do things like that to be offensive, but a lot of times you're sitting, you're waiting, you're kind of being on the defense until one rolls up in there to where turkey hunting, it's more like, hey, he's gobbling in there, let's go get him. You know what I'm saying? I, I like that, that offensive move of uh, turkey hunting. So what is it about hunting that just gets you? Well, I think when I was younger, it was the ability to be out there and, and be with my dad and my grandpa and, you know, to be part of the crew and the, and the camaraderie. And I think as I've gotten older, it's even got more about that to me. Um, you know, hunting to me has never been about killing, you know what I mean? It's been about yeah. everything outside of that. Now, killing is part of it. You know, we respectfully hunt animals and, and um, you know, we, we feed our families and things like that. However, it's always been about the atmosphere for me. You know, when I got into the music scene and things and I started putting out these Woods albums, the first song we ever wrote for it was called Why I Hunt. And it had to do with everything outside of killing anything. And I think if the only reason you hunt is to kill, I think you're missing the point of what it is, is to be out there, is to appreciate those moments, to appreciate God's creation, uh, to respect the animals that we chase, and, and to really, you know, just be a conservationist. And, you know, that was something that was instilled in me from a young age. Um, like I said, no doubt. When I was young and today, I love to punch a tag. There's nothing. Don't, don't, don't take that the wrong way. I love punching the tag. But it wasn't about that. I, I go out in the woods even when season's out and just enjoy walking in the woods. I just love the trees and the birds and, and the smells of being out there. I mean, the entire atmosphere that the woods brings, uh, I just think it's an incredible place of peace. Watching the woods come alive. and No doubt. Yeah, then no doubt. afterwards, going back to camp, hanging out with the crew, it's, it's a bonding experience. Sure is. There's no doubt. Now, how if you had a choice between music and hunting, what well, would it be? obviously the first choice is could I still do both? If I had to choose one or the other, if I had to choose one or the other, it's always hunting. I mean, music, uh, you know, music came to me at a different, it's kind of like music found me in a way. You know, I went through a very difficult time in my life. I was going deer hunting with some friends and my buddy lost control of his truck and we hit a tree. I broke my neck and I was in a halo for months and it was a long recovery time. Well, you know, 10 months following that, we lost my younger, one of my younger sisters, Marla, was killed in a car accident when a guy ran a stop sign in our town and. Wow. He ran into my mom and my grandma and my sister. And I went through a really difficult time there um, internally and in, in, in struggling to find peace and struggling to find reason and, and struggling to find so many different things. And the woods was always my peace. You know, I would go out in the woods and I'd cry it out or I'd pray out there or I'd do whatever. I'd, you know, that, that was where I went to get off my chest what I needed to and, and, and to get the relief I needed to. And then kind of throughout that, actually, the day before she was killed, um, she had played on my guitar that I got when I broke my neck, you know, I was like, oh, man, I'm going to learn to play guitar, you know, because I can't do anything else right now. And I tried that for about 30 seconds. It's like, man, this is never going to happen. And, uh, but, you know, the day before she was killed, she played the intro to Down on the Corner, that boom, down, 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 yeah. down, down. And it wasn't good, <laughs> but it was enough to where I was like, man, like, how do you know how to play that? You know, and she's like, oh, my friend Tommy taught me, you know, so following losing her, you know, I remember one day I was looking at that guitar. Matter of fact, I could see it there and I, and I could just see her. I could feel her. I, I could, I remembered it. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to learn, I'm going to learn to play it. And, you know, I, I've since then, you know, I, I got into, uh, I was a roofer in high school. I got into a huge cover band in college and I realized quickly, uh, for not being the smartest guy ever, I realized I'd much rather play music in a cover band in college than be a roofer. 
<laughs> you know, I played music. And, uh, and say I blame you. <laughs> that's right. We've developed this crazy following. We're playing all kinds of shows. And since those days, I mean, as we sit here today, I've stood on stages and opened for artists and performed at places and put out music and made incredible friendships with artists that I could have never dreamed of in my in my wildest dreams. And what I've taken from that is sometimes in the worst moments of your life, you find what's supposed to happen. And um, like I said, if I had to pick, I'm going hunting, but I also have a special place for music because I feel like music found me in a really tough time. And, uh, you know, it was, it was kind of my outlet that, that pulled me out a little bit uh, in addition to the, to the woods and, and the outdoors. Now you, you're obviously very spiritual. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, my faith is, is strong. I thank Jesus every day. I mean, for all that I have, you know, just for my life in general and my wife and my, my boys and the opportunities we have just to live here in the USA. I mean, we're all blessed uh, to live here in the USA. I mean, I know we're in some turbulent times and there's often chaos, but I mean, we are, we are fortunate and blessed to wake up every day in this country and walk to the coffee pot. If you drink coffee, you know, or yep. just, you know, go grab your water, whatever it is that you do, we are blessed to do it and live in a country uh, with so many brave men and women that give us that ability and, and keep us free within our military and law enforcement and first responders, all of that. Yeah. So now, I'm a spiritual guy. Now I believe in this, but yeah, um, I know the passing of your sister was very difficult time. Do you feel her guiding? Um, your career as far as your hunting career, your music career? You know, I, I do. And, and, and I feel like she guides it, you know, I think it's one of those things for me to where, you know, like the hunting side of things, it's like she never hunted, you know, and, you know, my sisters, I grew up with three younger sisters. Marla was our sister who we lost. And I have two other sisters, Molly and Emily. And I feel like she's guided our lives indirectly in all different ways, you know, and, and she's there and, and she's our inspiration because in the in such a tragic event, you learn the value of time, right? Mm-hmm. And no matter what it is that you try to be in your life, whether it's hunting or music or athletics or, you know, podcasts or whatever it is that you do, anything, you know, whatever it is, you know, value your time. Use your time wisely. Celebrate the good times. Celebrate, you know, the good moments. Celebrate people's successes, whether it's your own or others, because the one thing you learn in tragedy is how fast everything can change. And I think that was the scariest thing for me was, you know, one minute I'm standing on the porch with my now wife. You know, she was my girlfriend at the time. and You know, she's getting ready to go to Mexico on a missions trip. And, you know, we hear the ambulances roaring through town and we pray for whoever that is. And, you know, minutes later, you know, my younger sister's screaming, crying, telling me there's been a horrible accident. And in that moment, like. Understanding how fast everything changed changed me forever you know it's not that it was it's not that i was even growing up or anything like that or this bad person that it's it's not anything like that but i just value time so much different because i i'm horrified at how fast it can be taken you know what i'm saying so i love to celebrate positivity does it you know you you wake up you be positive you look for the good doesn't mean oh it doesn't mean you don't get stressed it doesn't mean of course not but it means you choose to beat it you choose to say hey you know, I'm going to look at the glass half full no matter what, because I know what the other side of the glass is. You know what I mean? I've been there and, and I often tell people, you know, they're like, oh, Hosey's always positive, you know, or this or that. It's like, well, it's not because I've just walked the road of perfection or I do walk the road of perfection. It's just that I know the darkness. I've been there. I know heartache. I know hurt. I know let down. And uh, I chose a long time ago to, you know, to rise up over all of that. And, and that's what I try to do. 
and it, you know, no easier way to do it than through something you love, you know, music and hunting and my family and friends and, and oh. all that. And through tragedy and adversity, there's two roads you could take. That's right. That's you know, right. You, you would want us to bring something good from it. And I try every day to do that. So, um, what, what have you gotten out of hunting? Well, hunting for me, you know, like, like I said, I mean, from a young age, it's instilled so much into me. It's, it's helped me understand so much connection to, you know, God, connection to the animals we chase, chase connection to the woods. It's given me such respect and appreciation for just the outdoors, for just the peace of, of going out there. And, you know, honestly, to be able to, uh, you know, my greatest hunts are taking place now, you know, like being able to share the woods with my little boy, uh, Cruz, you know, he took his first buck this year, his first doe, his first turkey, and of any awesome. of the hunts that I've been blessed to be a part of, nothing beats being out there with Cruz or with Tiffany or with Nash, with my family, and being able to share that heritage and being able to to see them smiling when they see deer come out. And again, it's not about punching tags, just watching deer, hearing turkeys gobble, whatever it may be, and seeing the excitement on their face. I mean, I don't know where my life would be without hunting in the outdoors. I, I, I really don't, you know, because it's it's such a crucial part of every one of my days. It's a part of who you are. It's not right. something we yeah. do. In that song, Why I Hunt, you know, it's uh, the chorus is, you know, it's 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 the way the good Lord speaks through the breeze and the trees when I'm sitting in the white oak stand. Uh, I do it because uh, it's in my blood. It's just a part of who I am. And that's the truth. You know, it's it's in my blood. It's just it's just who I am. Who are you hunting here with? Who inspires you? Um, I think that, you know, a lot of the guys and that took time to take me growing up, my dad, my grandpa, uh, Bob Butch, uh, you know, my buddy Jeff, a lot of my friends, really, you know, I pay attention to a lot of the way that my friends, um, hunt and, you know, older guys, younger guys, but, you know, within the hunting business, you know, there's, there's so many too that have inspired me along the ways, you know, you're that I can now call great friends, you know. Uh, Jim Shockey, Michael Waddell, David Glenn, Bill Jordan, uh, Eddie Salter, you know, so many of these people. And keep in mind, you know, there, there's too many that, that I could even name that I look up to in the outdoor space. Those are just a few, but I see the good in everybody. I, you know, I, I watch people and I, and, and I, and I look for inspiration every day and all, you know, I, man, I like the way he does that or I like the way she does that. You know, there's a lot of great women on the outdoors channel as well, you know, Bachman, Eva Shockey. Uh, Tiffany Lakoski, Nicole, you know, so many women were inspiring. And, and I take inspiration from a lot that they do, too, you know. And so I've got a lot of hunting heroes because I love the sport so much that when I watch somebody hunt who I know loves it like I do, you know, even like my buddies Hunter Wallace, Culpepper, uh, Philip Culpepper. I mean, I relate to all these people because they love it like I do. And, and uh, you know, Birdsong, you know, my, my boy Birdsong, you know, co-hosts and headhunters and, and scuba. I look at everybody, every one of these people as, as inspirations uh, in the outdoor space because we all love it. We all grew up doing it. So, you know, it, there, I have a lot of heroes, but my number one, if I had to pick my number one, I'd have to say my grandpa. You know, I mean, you know, my grandpa took me out with my dad and, you know, he took me from my first whitetail. And, and, you know, we spent time sitting there at the tree eating coconut cream pies and I'd eat mine and his by the time it was 9 a.m. and you know, I miss him every day that I'm out in the woods, but I know he's watching down from uh, the best seat in the house. You know, sure. so that'd be my number one just because, you know, he really instilled it in me from a young age. Well, we, we certainly have an inviting uh, industry where people are always willing to help, whether you're in the professional side or, you know, you're a casual hunter. Everybody's always looking to help. 
hundred percent. I mean, shoot, another one that I forgot to mention, I don't know how, but is Ted Nugent. I mean, Nugent <laughs> was a hunting hero of mine. I mean, you know, a, an absolute rock and roll legend. I had the opportunity to open up for him years ago in Ohio, and that was one of the coolest moments of my life. And I mean, his he is such a force uh, for hunters and, and, and a voice, you know, for the, the good of conservation and hunting. I mean, that dude, I can't say enough about him either, man. Uncle Ted is just, I mean, he's a legend. I've seen Uncle Ted a number of times in concert, and uh, yeah. he's he's been on the cover of uh, American Outdoor News as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I remember my dad came with me, and I opened up for him, and you know Ted's up there playing, and he he gives a shout out, you know, thanks Nate, you know, for being here and all that stuff. And my dad's like, you know, the craziest part of that for me is me and your mom went to see him, you know, thirty years ago, whatever, yeah. and. He's like, and now I'm sitting here listening to him tell my son, you know, thanks for being a part of the show. He's like, it's just, just wild to him. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. So cool. are, your, are your music influences, are they all country? Uh, no. Um, you know, matter of fact, honestly, growing up, I was, I was a lot more rock-based than I was uh, country, per se. You know, I, I, was, I grew up listening to a lot of, like, Tom Petty. Uh, John Mellencamp, The Black yep. Crows, Guns N' Roses, um, you know, Motley Crue, Goo Goo Dolls, Matchbox 20. But in the 90s, you know, I really got into 90s country, loved like Red Akins. And, uh, you know, now got to be a, a really good friends with him and Hunting Buddies. And uh, so, so that 90s country really kind of connected to me. And I, and I still love 90s country a lot. And as I become, you know, more into music, Nashville has a really cool connection between kind of rock and country, you know, and and, um, you know, I, I still I still kind of have that rock influence behind a lot of the music that I write. You know what I mean? With the sure. with the sprinkle of country, I, I I really have a lot of respect for the classic country feel, uh, the music. And I think that's what my favorite thing about music is. And, and like going to Nashville is the grassroots sound of things and, and creating something. Me, I, I wouldn't consider myself a great musician. You know, I, I think music came in at, at a good time and or a great singer. But I have the ability to be out amongst incredible musicians and, and great singers and artists and producers that mm -hmm. can take something that I write that they may think is good and then make it 10 times better because of their insane talent, uh, whether it be through playing or producing or uh, helping vocally as to where I want to go. So, I mean, you know, I would say I was more rock based, but also, you know, obviously strong country based. And, you know, lyrically, when I'm writing music, my lifestyle is, I mean, it's where we live. Montel is just a small little town in the country. And, True. Um, you know, it's just what I live. But I mean, I don't mind to have a distorted guitar on there every now and then. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, country music certainly changed a lot from uh, uh, my wife left me, took my truck and my dog to uh, where <laughs> yeah, it is exactly. today. <laughs> well, well, it's kind of like they really need to do something with country how they did with rock. Like they had, you know, soft rock, easy listening, uh, rock. Or, you know, they had all these different genres. And really, country's done that, but they just haven't really done you know country pop per se or it's still considered country which it's really there's just so many branches to it now uh -huh. um but I, I i mean i'm just a i'm one of those guys i'm not i'm not a, i'm not a hater i i could appreciate anybody who who gets out there and gives it their best no matter what it is if it's something i like i dig it if it's not hey i still respect you for getting out there and doing your thing and you know there's uh sure. it takes all kinds in the world so um what head on to tv yeah how'd that happen so that's a that's a really cool story. You know, we're, we're, we're actually just talking about this the other day. You know, Randy and I, uh, as I said earlier, you know, I mean, he just loves it. He's ate up with hunting, one of the best hunters I've ever 
been able to share the woods with and, you know, just a, a great person and scuba and our team skid who we had for a while and all the freelancers that we work with, you know, years ago, I was working for head or for uh, hunter specialties. I was working as a producer and cameraman and uh, Randy was working for whitetail freaks at the time and him and I didn't know each other. I knew of him because I had seen a lot of the whitetail uh, freaks productions and big fan of Don and candy. And uh, one day at the Pennsylvania sports show, I was just running a hen's wheel. There's turkey call and, I forget what he said, but he popped off something, and I popped off something back smart to him, and we just kind of became buddies. And every show that year, you know, we'd run into one another or go out and have dinner somewhere, you know, a bunch of friends and socialize. And, and he had told me he had this idea for this show, Headhunters TV. And at the time, I was just going to help out with the production side of things, do some camera work and things like that. And as we kind of spent more time together and, and I'd be around him more, he's like, man, what do you think about, you know, potentially being a personality on the show? And I was like, it's your call, man. You know what I mean? It's your call on what you want yeah. to do. And, and uh, obviously I had been honored and, you know, one thing led to another and he, he gave me a shot at it. And here we are 13 years later uh, with an incredible show, great fan base. And, uh, you know, can't think of a better way to make a living promoting the, you know, hunting in the outdoors in a positive light. Well, you know, that seems to be the uh, roadmap to greatness. Yeah. Lee yeah. and Tiffany started the same way. Michael Wydell started the same way, running yeah. camera, guest guest appearances, and now the mega yeah. stars. <laughs> yeah, and I think that, I think uh, the cool thing about running a camera, and I think from being a producer side, is you know whether you're a producer, or whether you're in front of the camera, uh, you know, an on-camera personality in any way, being a producer and being behind the camera, I think it only helps somebody who gets out in front of the camera understand because you know, as a deer's coming or a turkey or whatever it is that you're hunting, elk, moose, whatever, you know, when you're, when I'm communicating, Scuba films me a ton. We've been a part of some amazing hunts. He's my man. He's like my right-hand man and all that we do. And you know, we have such a great connection, uh, not only in our friendship, but, you know, when we're sitting there working and, and, and we're working a, a turkey or have a deer coming or an elk, you know, the communication is always key. And I can almost visualize what he's seeing to an extent, you know what I mean? To an extent, because I, I, I've been there. I've, I've been behind that camera, um, you know, now, granted, Scuba is a much, much more advanced producer than I ever was. But I could still understand through the lens if he's saying, hey, man, no, I don't have him. There's no shot. It's up to him. He's the boss. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Um, so I do think running a camera, you know, being a producer helps in, in a lot of ways, especially in the television world. If you are, you know, do become an on-camera personality at some point, knowing how to run a camera is a, is a great thing to know how to do, especially now. I mean, I film all my family stuff, you know, my little boys and my wife and and, uh, you know, it's I have just as much fun running a camera as I do being in front of it. I do great right. Zoom. Yeah. There you go. That's all. <laughs> zoom, as long as you can Zoom and hit record, you're set. Yeah. You're yeah. set. Let's talk about white balance. I forgot about uh, recording on a couple of them. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, it just turns on automatically. There you go. Now, um, you're uh, on, on uh, your show you have this distinct face paint. Yeah. That's so it's kind of funny. You know, the face paint started out, and still to a certain extent today, is a bullseye. You know what I mean? It's a, it's a bullseye for the haters, but I, but I kind of love it. You know, it, it started out uh, when, we, when we went through this all, all that tragedy and stuff. I thought to myself, you know, how could I kind of give my sister a little love without, you know, it's, kind, it's a, obviously a super sad story, so I don't want to be a downer in any way, but what's a little tribute I can, I can kind of give to her in what I do as I go for this dream that I've had. And, and, you know, I was like, well, you know, one day I was like, man, you know, I kind of paint my face and I started kind of messing around. I came down and I was like, what if I kind of mimicked 
the letter M. I mean, obviously, it's not an actual M. You know what I mean? It's not obvious. Yeah. But, you know, it comes down my face, it comes down my nose, and then it comes down the other side. And people, oh, who's he think he is? Batman? Who's he kiss? Or, you know, like, <laughs> and, and really, you know, in the beginning, it was just like, oh, gosh, like, you know, you didn't want to read any comments. But all these years later, man, it's I'm so thankful for something as simple as face paint because, you know, you have kids going as Halloween. You know, you have adults, you have men, women, you know, they're going out hunting, they're, they're tagging me, hey, I'm painted up like cozy tonight. And I'm not the first one to do it by any means. All I did was simply take something that's been done and just kind of make it something that was symbolic to me. And, and the idea of it not being obvious, well, she's not obviously here either, but I feel her all the time. She's still there. And, uh, you know, to see a positive reaction to that, me and my buddy Culpepper, like it's still a fight all the time. He's like, I call him, uh, you know, Phillips paintless platoon because, you know, it's always back and forth, man, no, there's no face paint a lot on my show. You know what I mean? Like we're still, it's all in good fun, but you know, it's got a cool little meaning, uh, simple meaning behind it. And, you know, the fact that Culpepper alone doesn't like it, I'll be painting until I'm 100, you know what I mean? Just because even though now sometimes I'm like, oh, gosh, I got to paint it's 95 out, you know, or in Texas. Um, but it's really become a, a pretty cool little positive uh, identity, if you want to call it. You know what I mean? People have have really taken to it and recognized it, and uh, it's it's been really fun. It's been That's real lovely. fun. Yeah, it is. That's great. Because like I said, I'm just glad most people don't – like in the beginning, I'm like, I'm not a villain. Like, I'm a nice guy. Like, you know what I mean? Like, people are like, oh, who does this guy think he is, you know? <laughs> it's fun. It's it's like, you know, it's, it like, is. it's like putting on a uniform. That's right. It's just, it's all in good fun, man. Yeah. So um, what can we expect for um, from Headhunters this year? So with Headhunters, we've got a great season coming. Uh, it'll air on the Outdoor Channel at the end of June, um, Thursday nights. And we, we air five times a week. I have to look at the new air times, but. Uh, Thursday is our Thursday night. I think it's either eight or eight thirty is our is our prime. Um, we've got you know a great season coming. We're insanely blessed last year with an amazing season. As we move into this season, we're going to hunt hard and try to bring bring the best you know most positive outdoor TV show we can to everybody. I've got a bunch of new music coming this year. I've got a bunch of concerts that I'll be playing throughout the year. So we're just going to keep on, man. We're going to be out there celebrating the good Lord, all our blessings, and uh, celebrating the USA everywhere we go and thanking God for all the blessings of our families and safety and, and all the people who support us. Is it going to be all North America or do you have any destination hunts in mind? You know, right now it's, uh, it's all North America here, uh, you know, leading into this season, but, you know, definitely have some talks about uh, some bigger things coming uh, down the pipe, not this coming season, but the following. So you arrange your, uh, your uh, touring around hunting season. Correct. Yeah, hunting comes first, but if I can play a show here and there, I'm in. All right. So where can we find uh, uh, Headhunter TV, and where can we find uh, you musically? So Headhunter TV is on the Outdoor Channel. Uh, you can also find us on, you know, Facebook, Instagram, anything like that under Headhunter TV. Um, we're also on, you know, My Outdoor TV. Uh, as far as myself personally, you know, you can follow my personal accounts, Nate Hosey, on Instagram, Twitter. Facebook and uh, my music is available on iTunes, Spotify, you know, all the, all the bigger platforms for music. And uh, you know, that's, that's where you can find us at, you know, and we look forward to anybody who wants to join the crew and come along for the journey. You know, we're, we, we would love to have them. You miss being able to walk into a store and buy in an album. Oh, I do. I do. I miss <laughs> the simplicity of a lot of things. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I mean, I miss the simplicity of a lot of things. I mean, there's a lot of good that comes from technology and a lot of bad at the same time. You know what I mean? I agree. The double-edged sword. 
It's a double-edged sword. Absolutely. All right. Well, I appreciate you coming on. Yeah, thank uh, you so much. We'll follow you on uh, social media, and uh, we look forward to the upcoming season. Sounds great. God bless you, brother, and uh, God bless the USA. Thanks again. You bet.